Welcome to one of those times in a life, sharing songs and stories around the virtual campfire. At this campfire, the first trip to Japan. Sakura, Sakura, Yayoi. Fifty years ago, when the Brothers Four performed for the first time in Japan, a young Japanese girl approached the guys and, with the help of an interpreter, asked if she, along with some of her classmates, could form a Brothers Four Friends Club in Japan. As sometimes happened, things got somewhat lost in translation. One of the guys said, well, of course, maybe your club could affiliate with the fan club that's just been formed in the United States. And the young girl got quiet and then made her position very clear. We are not fanatics, she said. We do not want to be your fans. We want to be your friends. And so the Brothers Four Friends Club was formed. And 50 years later, when the Brothers Four returned to Japan for the 50th time, Akie Nakajima and other members of the Friends Club that she started so long ago will be there to greet us. It remains a privilege and a a bit of a puzzle to explain the group's long and deep connection to the people and the country of Japan. An encounter with a man from Fukuoka a dozen years ago might offer the best explanation— The Brothers Four were sitting at an autograph table after a show when a man came up and asked us to sign a photograph taken a year earlier of him with the four of us. He'd waited until there was no longer a line before making his request, because he had something to say. And while most Japanese are comfortable reading English and understand it when it's spoken slowly and clearly, they're often shy and apologetic about speaking it. He stared straight ahead and began expressing something he had practiced hard to get just right. Because of the Brothers Four, I learned English, he began. In the 60s, listening over and over to Brothers Four records was a common way for Japanese students to become familiar with English. Because I learned English, he continued, I did well in school. Because I did well in school, I went to the university. Because I went to the university, I got my friends. And by this time, the four of us had put our pens down and are looking intently and listening carefully to his beautifully chosen words. Because I got my friends, I met my wife. Because I met my wife, I have my kids. Because I have my kids, I have my life. Because of the Brothers Four. It makes me emotional even now to talk about that special moment And back then it took a few moments to regain our composure and then for all of us to stand up and do something very un-Japanese. We gave that very eloquent man we hardly knew a true group hug. Isaiah, mean 
Many memories of my first couple visits to Japan remain in little patches. Those trips were in the summer, so I remember being overwhelmed by the humidity and the heat, trying to fall asleep, listening to Anne Murray singing Snowbird on Armed Forces Radio, reading about Woodstock in an international edition of Newsweek magazine, impossible to get a sense of the significance of that event, that life-changing moment happening half a world away. The exchange rate was 360 yen to a dollar, so there were gifts of pearls and silk and cameras and stereo equipment for family and friends. I remember trying to ship electronics gear back to Washington State and having it end up in Washington, D.C. Luckily, my friend Bruce was living in D.C. at the time, and he had it shipped to the correct Washington. The few overseas calls I made in the middle of the night, the overseas operator calling back when the connection was made so I could talk with some friends in Seattle, where for them it was the morning of the previous day. There were the black cabs with white-gloved drivers who turned off their headlights at red lights. There was visiting Akio Morito, the founder of Sony, at his home because his son played guitar and loved folk music and the Brothers Four. There was a wonderful night in a private dining room in Kyoto with the Koto player and the lobster who was still alive, and he began crawling off the plate as I awkwardly picked up and then dropped a part of his tail with my chopsticks. There was the tailor who came to our hotel rooms, the suit, two sport jackets, half a dozen dress shirts that I ordered. I'd never wore them much for, for one thing, I started gaining a little weight, and I also never got completely comfortable with cufflinks and monogram shirts. The hostess from the Copa in Akasaka, who ended up in my hotel room, hadn't had sex before and didn't want the first time to be with a stranger in a strange land. What was I thinking? That we'd just talk? She didn't speak English, and I certainly didn't speak Japanese. I'm not sure who was more embarrassed when after an hour or so we said our awkward goodbye. For some reason, I did become infatuated by Michi the untouchable go-go dancer at another Akasaka club called the Mugin, her dark hair streaked with light highlights, dancing in a cage with those boots made for more than walking. In a time in Sapporo when I saw a batting cage, and I thought, I'll take my anonymous swings, and the place stopped to watch the big foreign guy swinging and missing at every pitch. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. A lot of things about growing old aren't easy, but one of the benefits is that it becomes possible to take such scattered, tattered threads of memory and weave them into something meaningful and beautiful. Thank goodness. Saita Sakura Hanamite Among the many things I've learned by being able to regularly visit Japan in the course of a lifetime is that despite our differences, there's a lot more that unites us than divides us. How we see things is often tied to how we look at them, and where we stand often depends on where we're sitting. For instance, the Brothers Four did a number of shows at Expo 70, a World's Fair in Osaka, during a very hot summer when I was 23 years old. 
We needed ID badges to get on the fairgrounds, and every morning when we went through the gates, some officially dressed person would come onto our bus and carefully look first at our badges and then at our faces. And while I was not concerned there might be trouble when I was with everyone else, I thought I might be stopped when I was by myself because my badge had my age listed as 48 years old. And I knew it was clear to everyone I was just a kid and not some ancient relic approaching 50. I was concerned enough that I went up and asked our road manager if he could get me a new badge that listed my correct age. He scratched at his chin for a moment. I knew he was taking my request seriously. He finally said, there, there, there won't be a problem. You all look the same to us. Now, fast forward to 1996, when I am 49 years old, and the Brothers Four are touring mainland China. At that time, the main source of Western music in China came from stations broadcasting from Taiwan and Hong Kong, and the way it was explained to us was that the songs were played one after another, without introductions. A station might play a Bee Gees song, a Beatles, and then a Brothers Four. There was no context, and it was simply Western music, And I'm happy to report that for one brief spring moment in Beijing, four old guys were seen as young again, and even a little sexy to all those young faces that thought on some level we all looked and sounded the same. In the late 80s, each member of the Brothers Four was asked to write a short personal greeting for Japan that was printed in a program available at various concerts that year. In my note, I said that going to Japan felt like being on a grand adventure, and at the same time, it felt like coming home. The ironic sentiment feels as true now as it did all those years ago. If home is where we feel safe and valued and alive in the moment, Japan remains such a place for me. And if a grand adventure is where every day offers a chance to explore and discover and connects us to a bigger world, Japan is such a place for me. It's something to have first gone to Japan in my early 20s and to still be going in my mid-60s, to be able in some way to measure a life and a lifetime, returning regularly to such a magnificent people and place and get a sense of how some things change and what remains the same. For years, the group stayed at a hotel within walking distance of the Akasaka district. One time in my early 50s, walking over a hill from Akasaka to the hotel, I remember thinking, if only I'd known when I was walking that path in my 20s what I know now. And then suddenly stopping and laughing and thinking, if I spend too much time thinking this way, in a few years I'll be in my mid-60s, walking over that same hill, wishing I knew in my 50s what I know now. After our next tour, as the airplane lifts off and takes us home from Japan, I will take a moment and do what I've done so many times before. I will look out that small airplane window filled with a sense of wonder 
and gratitude for the memories and thankful for the dreams. Sakura, Sakura, Yayoi no Sora. Thanks for sharing one of those times in a life at the next campfire when Johnny comes marching home. Hope to see you then. <laughs>